Welcome to another episode of Bougie Weekly. We're super excited to be here um, where we talk about everything adulting. This week, we're really excited because we have a special guest today. Liz, do you want to introduce her? Absolutely. Okay, so we have a special guest, uh, our friend Priya, who I have to say is a Bougie Weekly early adapter super fan is like somebody who listens to all our episodes. So it's really nice to have her here with us. And, um, you know, Priya is not only a super fan, she's super smart. She's getting her PhD at UFT. So um, watch out for her. But yeah, we have a very exciting episode today where we discuss uh, the concept of adulting and being a and responsibility and like how that pertains to our lives. So welcome, Priya. Hi, guys. So much for having me. I like the title of super fan. I am (laughs) and super fan and one of the 11 people that listen to you. (laughs) We are really excited and proud of those 11 people that listen to us every day so like you know what like that's a win for us honestly Priya was like I'm like if I like should I edit stuff out and like what we're like don't worry we'll edit you but like take comfort in the fact that like our audience is like a handful of people but who actually know what we talk about and we're totally okay with being like honest on like you know I'm like we don't even filter ourselves when we talk no, so we have no filter but we will totally edit anything that's yeah <laughs> um not with us but if our guests like out of respect we want future guests to come on so um no 11 11 users or listeners it's only the big guys like you're gonna look back and have like thousands of views hundreds of thousands of listens and views soon if you keep going strong Ugh, yeah i'm so happy to be here the topic is an interesting one yeah. what did you guys pick to pick this why responsibility? Um, Aren't we the worst generation to talk about? Yeah. Well, That's one of the reasons, uh, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, let's go ahead. No, I think that's such a good point. We It It, it is like this thing of, um, are we the, we are like, uh, well, I don't know, millennials are the worst at responsibility just because the circumstances of the times that we're living in and also maybe that stereotype of being entitled, I don't know, maybe overlap of both. But yeah, so I thought of it because I just recently got a puppy and that made me kind of be like, oh, I'm like, I have to care for this other life now. Like granted, I'm co-parenting with my parents at the moment, but (laughs) that's kind of what made me think like, oh yeah, I should be more responsible if I'm like caring for this other creature in the world. That's a huge responsibility. That's a huge responsibility, caring for another human, not human, but like living creature. (laughs) I can't even take care of my plants. So like they die every single time. So like, that's hard for me. But yeah, so responsibility is one of the topics that we always wanted to talk about. And I feel like we're all in our 30s now. Lindsay, you're in 32, right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys passed the barrier now. Oh, and I should say, me and Priya have the same birthday. Oh, you do? Yeah, we're both birthdays. Oh my God, experience. Same day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, not similar at all, but. Okay, so we do want to start with like okay. your um, point of view on responsibility, what you think responsibility is, and like you know, like what you are, like your your thought, thinking process. Okay, so I just starting with this idea of being a dog mama. I have only ever fostered cats, and I would love to be a cat mama, but I think that is you know, kind of the definition, like to be able to care for something else. And it starts first with being able to care for yourself, right? Like you have to be able to meet your own needs and get yourself completely like figured out so that after that you can care for somebody else or together with that, you can kind of care for somebody else. And yeah, I mean, I think that responsibility means yeah that's what it means to me and it also means kind of maybe financial responsibility which is kind of living within your means like don't yeah don't live below or above your means and yeah that that one's hard 
that one's hard. Financial responsibility is probably harder than caring for a parent, oh, caring for a, sorry, caring for a puppy where you can have support or, you know, you can have other people help you. And there's like a standard, you could start with a puppy, but you know, all these other things are just so much harder to be responsible around. So yeah, those are just my thoughts on responsibility. I think, no, you, sorry. No, you guys. I was just gonna say, you did touch upon a really good point, um, financial responsibility. And I feel like as a millennial, we are struggling with it. Like majority of the people, I'm not gonna talk about every person. Like if my sister is amazing with finance and like she like one of those people who checks her account every single day. And I'm like, I'm one of those people, I don't check my account for like two, two to three weeks. Like I won't check what's happening and I'll go in after three weeks and like check my account and be like, oh, I got like double charged here. I should like look into that, right? But uh, so like for majority of people like our age, I feel like we do need some sort of like um, training or I don't know, like some sort of like help with financial responsibility and we never got that. And we keep bringing it up over and over again on our uh, podcast too. They were like, we should somebody should have taught us this and it's a life skill that we never got yeah and i i know that like millennials get a bad reputation and we're even happy to hate on ourselves but there's a reason for that right oh yeah for sure i mean i graduated close to the 2008 recession from undergrad we've been hit with covid all within like the prime of our lives and we're not making as much money all the definitions of work have changed there's a gig economy yeah, we're, we're not buying property as much and it's because we don't have savings. And that's not to say that like, we don't understand financial responsibility. It's that we can't achieve financial stability because of the situation. And I'm not saying we should just be happy with that and like, okay, done, podcast is over, we're free, we're millennials, we can continue to, you know, go about our business and be broke as ever. But, but yeah, like I would say that let's start from that place of like understanding that we are kind of, yeah, in a unique position and don't need to, yeah, just start with a place of kindness, you know, like we are in a special spot and then we can learn about financial responsibilities. It's not like the previous generations did it well. There was so much job security for them, the Gen X and then our parents, I don't know, I guess they're boomers. Boomers, yeah. yeah. So those guys had like everything set up for them. You know, the environment wasn't coming down. There wasn't recession after recession. And yeah, okay, they've had their their changes in economic times, but you know, and we've got technology. But I think when we start from that place of like just forgiving ourselves for the situation that we're in, and then learning from that. Also, the other thing I want to say about this is that you know, what we learn from our parents is not applicable to us, which is why it's difficult. We have to create our own ways of financial responsibility. So, yeah. No, no, you hit some really good points, especially like when you think about the inflation, like when our parents were able to afford a house, maybe, or buy a house, we can't even think twice of buying a house, right? Especially in Toronto, like, oh my God, the prices are crazy and our salaries are not even close to what they were supposed to be or they are supposed to be compared yeah, to where we they were. Need to be, as somebody who's trying to get a PhD, we need to be more educated than ever mm-hmm. before. You know, mm-hmm. what? at least in my field, what you can do with, a, with an undergrad, you need a master's or a PhD for. So it's like, come on. And that takes, that costs money and costs time. Yeah. And, you know. And also... Um, like our parents, they were married and had kids by 30 or like, I don't know, 35 or whatever. We're like single, still trying to like figure out our lives and they're comparing us with them. So like what you said, like we are in totally different situation, but then when they compare us to them, we feel very, um, what's the word, Linz? Um Inadequate? Or- exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, because we're like, oh, we are, we are unresponsible people or we don't know how to like, you know, run our lives because we're comparing to them and we don't realize everything around us is so different now, right? It's like we're trying to achieve this, unatta- not completely unattainable, but really um, difficult thing that our, 
our parents were like, oh yeah, you grow up, you meet someone, you get married, you have a kid, like this almost like formulaic thing of like what everybody did. And it seems like it's easy, but, or maybe for them and maybe a little bit easier as generations going down like Gen X, but then like us, it's like you're, you touch on such good points of like 2008 recession, what the F are we supposed to do? Um, all of that stuff. And I, and I just wanted to bring up a point too, because I think you mentioned the environment and I feel like, you know, maybe Gen X. And I feel like that's also a generation that like, it's a, people for like, I forget about um, that like pocket of people. I always just immediately go to boomer but you know i feel like they gen were x. they were the older men we date and our bosses that we hate gen x <laughs> that's so funny yeah no so true but like um it's like they were maybe like aware about like how the environment and all of these horrible things that were happening in the world around us but i don't think they necessarily it was like they didn't have the exposure that we have now that it's like oh my god so we have to worry about like achieving our own sense of success but then there's this also like impending doom of like oh my god we need to protect the planet how are we going to do that how are we going to bring kids into this world with our planet going the way it is and all of this stuff and and I remember having a conversation with my sister because she's like we're like she's on the cusp between millennial and um, Gen yeah. Z and she's like, we're, um, millennials get a rep. Like the reason Gen X is so like, they're so pro like activists with all the environment and, um, uh, like pro police brutality and racism, BLM and all these things and all these movements because of the amount of exposure at their fingertips and resources that they have, like that they're exposed to, whereas maybe millennials and above we were taught things in school of like this is your government and this is what your government does for you and so on and so forth and the and then it's like we're in this ever-changing world of like technology moving so quickly and we're exposed to so much um information and content that we're kind of at a crossroads of what we've been taught and then what we have to like figure out based on what we know of we're learning new things and new terms and new concepts every day so it's like almost like this reckoning um, so yeah, sorry. I went a little bit off topic. But that's okay. That's okay. okay. I like on what you were saying because it, it, it was so relevant. So yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't fully, maybe I get your thoughts on this too, but I don't fully really get Gen Z. Like <laughs> they're, they're the woke ones, but so are we. We get the reputation of being woke as well. We, we get the reputation of, you know, with this irresponsibility is also this like, respect of like you have values you know that's why we struggle because we have values we're going to be feminist we're going to be staying single till we're 30 we're not overpopulating the environment we're not having too many kids those are millennials but then what's gen z really doing i mean are they just millennials on crack like what are what are they like what are they really what are your thoughts on them you have more experience with them with your sister etc i just like oh my undergrad students and my like some younger graduate student peers and i'm like stay away from me gen z out of here oh priya you're gonna get canceled okay so <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, no, my 11 viewers went down to five. I don't know. Like, they're going to cancel us. So I know I can speak to this and Sonia can speak to this as well. Cause we both have younger siblings who are of yeah. generation. And so my, I'm telling you, like my sister tell, gives me like educates me on things that I would would never have understood and maybe I would like yes I would look to Twitter because Twitter is an amazing resource for like um yes there's that whole thing of like cancel culture maybe going too far with certain things but without like I I'm so grateful for my sister because she um she keeps me in check of like no 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 this it's it's not even about being politically correct it's about understanding our own um you know, inherent bias or um, inherent racism towards things and not even realizing. And she sort of 
taught me. So they are, I will say, I will defend Gen Z right now. They're <laughs> me too. Yeah. No, you're right. They're super educated and, um, and they're kind of, they're like, you know, they're, they're like us, but they're, they're figuring it out and they're younger too. So they're like, obviously a different stage of um, their life. But, you know, I think we always kind of look to the generation above of like, well, what, that's what we're not doing, that we're going to do the opposite because that's not working. So like, we would look to like Jen Axon and Boomer of like, well, we're not going to ignore what's happening. We're going to acknowledge it and figure out what is like, the best course of action for the the planet to heal and our own selves to like succeed. And so I'm super grateful for um, Gen Z because it keep, it like, they keep me humble. I do have to say the gap between Gen X and millennial is bigger and, and probably defined by technology. You know, there was Gen X, then there was technology, then there was millennials, and then, then we have the Gen Z. And so the gap there is probably I find greater than millennials and Gen Z. And I'm still, to my original question, like still not, you know, before I canceled myself, <laughs> you know, understand really the, the differences between Gen Z and, you know, what, what they might be struggling with, like in terms of financial responsibility with, you know, what we all start, we started with here. Like what, what are their struggles that are different from ours? What I noticed with Gen Z's, like with us, like we all went to like, you know, universities and colleges because we were brought up with boomers, I guess that's their mentality. So we all went to like colleges and universities. That's where we were taught, right? With Gen Z's, they know, okay, we don't need to go to college. We don't need to go to university to learn. They're like, so like what Lindsay said, they're like, so already um, educated. They educate themselves online. They do all the other research online I know so many Gen Z's who already started doing their own businesses and they're not even like in colleges yet and they're already making money or more money than like nine to five people do because they know okay the value of like not money but like they know okay the value of education but the fact that you don't need to go to college or university to like learn whatever you're learning so that's something like I really admire about Gen Z's. Like I love how they're like, okay, we're canceling whatever like you guys were think like you're, whatever you guys were doing. This is not how it's supposed to be. And like I like the fact that they're like pushing boundaries, and that's what I learned from like my younger brother and my younger sister because they like what Lindsay said. They teach me every single day something new. Um, and no, no, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, go ahead, Linz. No, that's really. Um, interesting and also okay have you guys heard before we like go back to like financial school responsibility um have you guys heard of the term feminist fuckboy a feminist fuckboy have you heard of that no okay sounds so like a new term sounds uh, like a gen z term <laughs> it was, I, I was listening to a podcast i think it was um armchair expert with Dax Shepard like my god I oh, love I like that yeah so he was interviewing this woman who wrote a book about I don't even remember what but I remember all I think I don't even know if it was fiction or nonfiction, but she was doing like a ton of research with all of um like university students like kids today just in like probably like 18 to 21 or something and she's talking to guys and this guy's like, yeah, like I'm a feminist fuckboy. And she's like, wait, what, what, what the hell is that? And he's like, I'm, I want equal like, like I consider myself a feminist. I want equal rights for women in every capacity, but I, I'm not looking, I want to play the field and I want to like, I'm, I'm only just like DTF. And so that was so interesting. Like I never heard, like you, you can be both. Like, I guess and that I, as like a millennial growing up, like I never, I remember having conversations with my roommates in school and my friend and her boyfriend and um, his brother now sister is like, do you consider yourself a feminist? And he was all sheepish and he wouldn't, he was like, well, I wouldn't like call myself that, but like, yeah, like I, I want equal rights. Like I, I want that, but like, like he wouldn't like even saying I'm a feminist, he like couldn't identify as that. And, but now it's like the Gen Z, like all the, not ever, I can't speak for like every single Gen Z, but like 
that and because again like the me too movement and the times up movement of all these movements that generation of um now like young men are understanding of like oppression of women and women of color and all of that and so they are like woke in that sense but then it like sexually they're like no I want to like I still want to like play around or whatever so I just thought that was really interesting well I mean they're still pretty young right now so right they're still in their like early 20s like but he said he was like in his early and he said that and so I don't know yeah but yeah young yeah it's so interesting like feminism and like heterosexuality like have always been kind of at odds right like not to get into like deep feminist theory <laughs> anything here but like you know because you fuck around before because you're a fuckboy does that mean you automatically don't respect women um maybe in a world where women are more empowered sexually ourselves mm-hmm. in that world a feminist fuckboy can exist uh, because women are sexually empowered. I mean, is it, will it always be true that women want relationships and men want sex? Maybe that's our biology, mm. but you know, I think it, it only exists in a world where women can say, well, I'm also only interested in sex and it's okay that you don't want a relationship. In that world, a feminist fuckboy can exist, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it's, it, it sort of, um, contradicts kind of but yeah everyone's different everyone's completely different yeah and with the millennials and the gen z the gender wage gap still there wealth gap still there so oh yeah you know, we will always i think that's why women want relationships more than sex because we need that in order to have that double income to have that mortgage to you know to do to, to do that i mean of course everybody needs a double income for stability men need it too you know between jobs etc but you know you kind of need that most definitely as a woman because you're not making as much as a man do you, you think it's like our own sort of deep-seated psychological um up like just not even real not even thinking about it and of like being like oh i don't know it's just but i i was listening to um a lean in talk and they were saying how the patriarchy hurts men too just as much as women so it's interesting patriarchy hurts it men does in other ways yeah i mean not as much but still it's like where if one is a portion of people is oppressed everybody is like same with like blm and all these movements it's like it's not fun for everyone if like anyways yeah People. Yeah, like emotionally, like if you have to be the tough guy, like you're you're not crying, you're not open to see your yeah, right. that, that's the toxic masculinity of like men not yeah. being able to yeah. feel comfortable enough to express themselves um in whatever way that they want to. Yeah. True. I felt did we get off topic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. That's what, like our podcast is about everything right. and everything that yeah, and we're talking about millennials and their struggles, right? So absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. so Priya, was there a moment in your life where you kind of thought, oh my God, like I am doing it. I'm a responsible gal. Or are you do you struggle with that? Or like where are you kind of at? Or if there was like a moment that stands out for you. a responsible gal whether it was like responsible kind of like financially or just being independent in another way like yeah okay I mean no I have never (laughs) simple answer I have never felt ever um I think that like there's so many other like little ideas that kind of come up in in trying to answer this question you know, financial, what is responsibility? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what does irresponsible mean? Am I- It would be different for everybody, right? So for you, what would it be? Yeah, Yeah. irresponsible for me would be to, this is hard to answer. Yeah. Okay, so on the contrary, because yeah. I have a fun example, fun, huh? but uh, that, <laughs> do you have any like moment where you're like, oh, fuck, 
I, this was so, this was such a poor choice. I'm such a, like, what the actual F, this was so irresponsible of me or something like that. Okay, yeah, that's a little bit better. <laughs> because we have a lot more of those. <laughs> a little bit more like narrow questions yeah. for that. Um, yeah, okay, I would say that like I'm irresponsible with like my health and my, like, my diet and my exercise. And, mm -hmm. and that's where, I, you know, like I get into a good place of exercise and diet and then something like the pandemic will hit and it will just go away. And even with that, like there are people who are able to manage their limited time, their limited resources to figure out a way to exercise when it's the depth of winter in Toronto and, and eat healthy, you know, but for me, I created a solution for myself pre-pandemic that involved a lot of tricks, you know, like I'm going to get my gym right downstairs. You know, I'm not going to try to go to gym in North York with somebody every other week. No, I'm going to the gym right here so that my shoes are on, my sports bra is on, it's right here, right? And I'm going to make sure I don't buy cookies and they're not going to be in the house. So therefore I will not have them, you know? And so those things were working for me. And so that would be an example where I felt responsible. But then when there's a change like this, it's like, well, you got to keep being responsible. You have to keep doing this now, 15 pounds heavier. I'm like shooting myself in the foot. It's like, well, I had it going on. And then I wasn't able to tolerate this change and okay, being nice to myself. Sure, everybody had this issue. It's a tough issue. The gym is gone. All my little tricks are gone. You know, now I'm spending more time with my family and at home in Mississauga, you know, where there's cookies galore, you know, and samosas. And I, I can't like all of those tricks are gone. And then I'm not, I'm not, you know, there are people who are stronger, people who have higher, better skills who would be able to say no to the cookie, even no matter where they are. They'd be able to exercise and eat healthy no matter the situation that's changing. And so, you know, that's been my little, you know, story about I feel like everybody's struggling with that. Like I I'm usually pretty healthy with like food and diet and everything and for past one year that's out the window mm -hmm. I don't even like I think like, I see all the shit that I like I don't even like care what I'm eating anymore like I junk eat all the time I drink like 10 cups of coffee a day like my system's like all over the place so you I totally understand where you're coming from yeah but Linz has a really funny story that she wanted to share with us Linz you want to share that with us but it always that's so funny that you okay I put this story in um an email but anyways yeah no pre uh, everyone's going through it I feel the same way at my parents. It's my version of samosas is bagels. I've just like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm samosa. a bagel. It's like gross at this point. Um, okay. So I guess a moment where I was like, oh my God, this is, this is really bad and irresponsible is I was getting um, a wax and I was going to pay with my debit card. And it, this is how out of it and checked out I was about my finances just to like, you know, touch on Sonia's point earlier is like, uh, it said declined and I was like, what? And I looked and it said insufficient funds. And she and the girl was like, oh my, it was embarrassing because it's like, that's how out of it I was. And I just wasn't even paying attention. I mean, thankfully I had a savings account where I can like quickly transfer money on my banking app and it was fine, but it, it was a moment of like, oh my God, that's so bad. So I, it was, that was sort of like my sort of, I guess my reckoning with financial responsibility in a way. Um, but yeah, so thanks for, uh, <laughs> Thanks for funny story, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just want to comment on like, you know, everybody has like their own financial responsibility issues, like spending money on things that are right for you, like is is good good financial responsibility. Getting, you know, spending your money on like health is is a good choice, right? And, and personally, I struggle with making some good choice about where I'm gonna spend my money. And, you know, saving like an immigrant is just as wrong as, you know, I'm an immigrant, but I feel like I fed it you, Lindsay. Like, you yeah. know, like saving, like, like my parents taught me to is just as wrong as spending 
too much money on things that I can't afford. And I'm like trying to find a balance personally between like, how do I, you know, go from like Scrooge to, to somebody who, you know, spends money on what they want and need. So, you know, that can go in, in both directions. So just, I don't know. No, you're right. Like you got to see what you prioritize, right? So for example, I feel like for millennials, they prioritize experiences more than, I don't know, uh, material stuff, right? So like you see us a lot more traveling and just going out for dinners, what, not now because of COVID, but like pre-COVID or after COVID, you'll see us going out again and like, you know, spending money on drinks and food because we want to go out and see friends, right? But then that's how we know, okay, we're like, okay, we're prioritizing this because I want to spend time traveling or I'd rather spend money, I don't know, $4,000 on this trip than save that money on money for something else, right? So I totally, oh, oh, I just, sorry, Liz, I just saw you. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, but I totally understand where you're coming from. So it depends on um, your priority and how you want to spend your money. And good responsibility is, is a balance between the two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like going on a trip is still fine. So like, don't like curse yourself if you're going on a trip because I feel like as a person who loves traveling, I'm like, that's a very good experience for your soul, right? You learn so much when you travel, you meet new people, you learn something new. So you gotta do that. And I feel like older generation, I guess they never had a chance or they just don't you prefer put that money into saving for a home and not exactly. Yeah. We're yeah. the financially irresponsible. Exactly. Because for them, financial responsibility so is having uh, some sort of like property or I don't know, having a car or I don't know, one of those things for us. I'm like, I'd rather use TTC or somewhere. And then, you know, I still do. And then I rather spend that money on a car instead of a car. I'll just go and go on a trip. Right. And also, if you think of like all of the access to things that we have now of like Uber and Uber Eats and streaming services and like, like all these different things that maybe the generations above just they had like basic cable, there wasn't like any of these options of to things that we now have that we're kind of like our money is going towards that we're not even conscious of half the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's part of it as well. And Amazon, oh, Amazon delivery, like every single day, there's yeah. a new delivery outside. I'm like, who ordered this? And it's obviously me, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> who did this? Oh, I got a new present. Who sent me this? But it's me sending myself new present every day. And you're like, where's my money going? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, but okay. So we do um, uh, different segments on our um podcast so we're gonna do rapid fire round with you and it's just like questions that we're gonna like ask you and whatever comes to your mind just say it okay okay this is gonna be hard for me oh, no, no. on my feet <laughs> no, i'll be fine <laughs> okay. okay priya ready for your rapid fire round Okay. Who inspires you? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ugh, celebrity crush. Oh, I like real people instead. Oh, she's one of those people. Um, your biggest pet peeve. Toilet seats that are not kept for women. Like, come on, it's those. That's a pet. Pet peeve. Okay. Um, okay. Bad habit you're trying to quit. Um, hmm, that's a tough one. Eating crappily. <laughs> is, that, is that an answer? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I think that's everybody. Um, when you could, what, where do you love to travel the most? Or like your favorite place you've ever been? Oh, Puerto Rico, hands down. Ooh. Oh my god. Nice. Um, weirdest date you've ever been on. Weirdest? Oh my god. Yes. So many. Recently, too. Do I describe the whole date? Because that will take a whole episode. Uh, I mean, we have a whole, yeah, go for it. We have the time. Sure. Um, oh my god. So bad. So I'm out here thinking, oh, I'm a grown woman now in my 30s. I know how this works. 
I know how to pick them. I know how to pick the good ones, okay? So I'm so picky, I say no to everyone and I go out with one guy. <laughs> totally catfished, okay? This guy does not look like anything in his photos. He is overweight, talks about working out all the time, but he's overweight, shows up with a fedora and a cane and a gold chain. And I'm like, the date was over immediately. As soon as I set my eyes on him, I'm like, dude, if you need to wear orange colored glasses because of some weird issue with your health, that's fine. Don't top it off with a gold chain and a fedora and a gold cane. And I'm like here standing in the this weird, you know, intersection in the, in the junction in Toronto. I'm like, this is an outdoor date. It's late at night. No. And this is all preceded with me thinking, I know how to pick up. <laughs> We're okay, first of all, where did he find a gold cane? I mean, Amazon, I guess. Golden color. And he brought me a juice box to drink. <laughs> that was also interesting. Oh, oh I don't my even know God. Where to start. So I know. First of all, I feel like, yes, talk about- Wait, did you even, did you just walk away and like not talk to him? How, what happened? I mean, I think like if I was like a stronger woman, I would be like, you waste my time, I'm out. But yeah. Instead, I went on a date. We had this like stupid, like virtual. I went, I went, I hung out with him for an hour and a half. It was the tense hour and a half. He felt the tension. There was no flirting at all, so bad. There was like these little virtual, I even, like you put your phone, like a virtual reality on the wall thing in, jun in the junction. I, I don't know, I picked it. <laughs> but <laughs> At least it was like activity-based so you could just be like, I can focus on this and not on this weird thing. I know, exactly. Yeah, sitting in front of each other. Yeah, that's exactly what I did at the end of the day. Just focused on this. And then it was time to get Starbucks. Starbucks. And he did not pay because clearly, like, a guy knows this is not worth my $5. But he also, <laughs> what I mean, come on, it's just day, five bucks. He brought you his juice, a juice box. That yeah. was his, maybe his, like, I, I threw that juice box it. out because I'm like, no. That's I'm so much sugar. I did not drink it and I threw it out at the TDC station. I was like, this is probably also drugged I, I, I was just so yeah. wait I have a question at what point did he bring you the juice box was it when you first met him or at the end like what yeah I'm so what okay, so we you know he decided we should sit on a bench this is a COVID date right like we should sit on a bench and then at the bench he's like I brought you a juice box I was gonna bring you like an alcoholic beverage but I didn't <laughs> That, that's all he said I didn't and then yeah I got a juice box maybe I guess he was trying to save money I think the guy like okay let's just be real this guy was on disability okay this guy was yeah he had a long-term disability and I would have just liked to know that and he he brought it he brought some things up while we were talking Mm -hmm. He was, it was, this call just got very depressing, but, but yeah. you know, I, he told me he hurt himself and he's doing physio and he works out all the time. And I asked him, when did you hurt yourself? You know, what was it? What is the nature of your hurt? And he refused to talk about it. That's where you lose people. Like if you're, whatever you are, a little you, kind, you kind of have, yeah. And then his job title is consultant. You know, there was all kinds of like, his juice box was a marker of his poverty and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disappointed by the juice box. I'm just disappointed by the whole, you know, Thank not posting you. pictures that are not accurate, trying to hide who you are, you are ashamed of your disability, which yeah. is worse than having a disability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, and also like, you keep saying like, oh, I wasn't strong. I don't think it's the fact that you weren't strong. I think you were just being kind and like, going with it like I remember watching this YouTube series of they did an experiment where they um they catfished uh like a guy and they made him look way worse than his pictures and they um paired him with all these different girls and all the girls were like oh like disappointed but they were like in the end they're like okay we can hang out whatever and they did it with the guy <laughs> where they made the girl like it was like like not attractive or whatever or not just the catfish with the pictures and then the girl just didn't look like her 
pictures and the guys were like you didn't look they were they weren't all rude but a lot of them were like oh you did not I'm leaving and so I think you were just like being kind the women are nicer than men when it comes to leaving well I guess where you're coming from I would do that I would be nice now before I wouldn't have been do you want to contribute a story no, I'm okay. It's her rapid fire. But I'm just saying, I would not, like, you know, I'm nicer now. I would just sit through the horrible day than, you know, pr- before I would, like, literally walk away. But it is really interesting to hear this men leaving early thing. Because I don't think, Sonia, that, like, if, this is my view on things, the very feminist view on things. If men are not dealing with bullshit, neither are women. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I like, completely just go mm-hmm. save your time it's it's about strength I really do think it's about I mean strength. yeah like I actually walked away from a day I like legitly walked away I'm so proud to hear that I can I, I can you tell the story though like I think you I mean it was a long time ago so I don't do that anymore because I feel like that was bad I literally said I'm going to the washroom and never went <laughs> <laughs> never went back okay. because oh, I'm like I cannot deal with that shit. like I'm not interested goodbye out of here but like now literally I literally ghosted you go yeah like literally, yeah <laughs> just walked away but now I'm like more I still am pretty direct but I just tell them like I literally say hey listen like this isn't gonna work out sorry but you know good luck with whatever you're looking for yeah I, I do after the date like think now or always I would just do that after the date I had a good time thank you for your time yeah, and I don't think this is going to work out, but good luck with whatever you're looking for. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> was this a rapid fire? Like, I know, Liz, what happened to your next question? I was so interested in the story. Okay, so um, most expensive thing you've ever purchased? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, a piece of jewelry, like, no, is my computer more No, like diamond? computer computers oh, okay okay technology yeah small small, small um, <laughs> and then wait are you on tiktok no okay okay we'll move past My gen z remember <laughs> you're uh yeah you're millennial I'm um, elder. Okay. she's I'm hardcore a, millennial i'm an elder yeah. millennial super elder <laughs> um what is a show on netflix that you won't stop talking about and you're like People can't hang out with you until they watch it. Oh, Making a Murder. Mm. It was an old one. <gasps> Sonia hasn't watched it. <gasps> it's so fun. It does I not love sound that. like my show. Oh my God. It's just like my genre, guys. Like, I love these, like, in- murder in- mystery. In- well, no, wait, hang on. Is that the one I'm talking about? Shit, maybe I don't know the name of it, but it's the one where there's the lawsuits and they were talking. Like, that's Making a Murder. Okay accuse a guy who's not who's actually innocent but he's like special it's like but I feel like a lot of cases happen like that and the cops are just lazy and they just want to like oh same genre as serial which is a podcast and it's like just like the history of a certain event that because of our system didn't go as it should have it's an old one Mm -hmm. I don't have any new Netflix shows is Netflix not as good as it used to be anymore I'm getting I think there's also a bevy of streaming platforms that it's like yeah prime and then all those other crave and yeah but the things like they are oh they are updating their shows all the time because everybody's at home they need to compete with each other right exactly and they know they need to keep their viewerships up so I just found that like my Netflix usage has gone down maybe because I'm also on Prime yeah yeah we all have like multiple now we don't just have Prime and oh Netflix anymore but that one's my classic you have to watch it Tanya wait (laughs) can I just make a suggestion if you like that there's this girl I follow on YouTube I'm obsessed my favorite YouTube vlogger her name is Bailey Sarian and she has a series every Monday called Murder Mystery Makeup Monday where she does her full face of makeup and she talks about a true crime story she's on she's on TikTok too right maybe probably she's so good and she talks about like ghost stories crime stories murder it's like Oh my god! I I I'm, I subscribe. I there's like an email address you can email her. Like 
Yeah. She actually talks about like true stories most of the time. Yeah. 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 And some of them are so creepy. Like I wa- I like I watched her TikTok? TikToks. Yeah. And they're like so creepy. Like they literally give me nightmares sometimes. Like yeah. there were like I listened to a couple of her um videos and I checked my bed un- under the bed for like two months straight because I was like maybe there's like a killer under my bed or something. that's my style. Like, and I'm like, I can't do this. So I stopped watching. But she's actually pretty good subscribe okay i will it's actually pretty good yeah thank you i love recommendation next question um okay favorite food um very basic it is okay and what's the worst job you've ever had oh my god i worked in the post office what i don't know i didn't know about this (laughs) this is why rapid fire rounds are so educational huh you guys should do one on yourselves for one episode I feel like we know each other so well. Like we answer each other's questions. That's for your 11 viewers. Um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, post office, yeah, I had the weirdest boss in the whole world. I got paid student minimum wage when I was 16 years old. It was $6.40. <laughs> that was real minimum wage. What and, were you doing? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was working in the post, post office. Just like they would come and I would put the, stamp on there I would weigh the thing and tell you which box you needed to put it in and then you know there was also it was also a post office in the pharmacy and so this bitch boss made me work both sites anyway it was it was in high school it was horrible and I'm so glad I don't have to work there again I'm still so glad 20 years later I'm like yes I don't work at that pharmacy win <laughs> I think my worst job was like babysitting when I was in high school oh, I was, yeah I just don't like babysitting that that bad. <laughs> I mean I just don't like babysitting you know what I mean I'm not a I'm a kid's person now but at that time I just needed some money you, in. yeah you have to like pretend to care you're like exactly oh, bed so I can watch TV right you're like I'm just not I think I want to watch my show oh yeah how about you Lindsay what did you oh my god um worst job there's so many I don't know like oh I was a at a uh, I was a receptionist at a spa in Yorkville and the owner was the rudest uh, snobbiest person oh. a woman I've ever come into contact with and yeah it did not end well it was like she was dismissive she was like like I felt like she's like you're like the girl from um devil wears prada when they answer the phone and they say and she's like put dolce or like and she's like how do you spell like she compared me and she was like take the like she just treated I felt like Meryl Streep is what she did yeah yeah she was so I hate it when like the boss are the worst if the bosses are nice it just makes your job a lot easier I guess absolutely it's like it doesn't matter how bad the job is yeah number one indicator of like job health and and, exactly like the co-workers and your boss yeah I find too like retail specifically like that is a special breed like if you're on the floor on your feet and like retail like um, owner operators if it's like a a one store I find that in my experience in my history um, the managers are usually control freaks extremely neurotic and micromanage whereas like I've worked you know when I was a teenager I worked at Old Navy and it was like is Gap Inc so like the most corporate and they were like it was everything just had like a process and was regulated so it was so like not chill but not like somebody breathing down my neck like watching my every move you know yeah yeah I get it because I work in retail too so I know how it is exactly yeah do you have the next question Lynn that's it for me okay I have a couple questions are you still up for more questions or are we wrapping this one up I'm down I'm okay to spend my time with you guys (laughs) well we have some similar questions so I'm just gonna skip through those ones but okay I'll start with my list Okay, what is one thing you would put on your bucket list? Northern Lights. It's oh, yeah, cool. I want to see that too. Yeah. And I feel like it would have been such a nice time to go now during COVID because like everything's clean and like there's hardly any like people out there, but we can't really travel. So that sucks. Let's rent a car though after it's all hmm? over. Let's yeah. rent a car when it's all over. 
right? Uh, go up north. Like, our, I haven't like, even traveled within Canada. I travel outside Canada, but never within Canada. So we yeah. have like, yeah. We see the Northern Lights in Ontario, some parts of Manitoba. I've heard, yeah. Or like our, our, our territories, Northern, Northwest. Oh yeah, that's a long stretch, yeah. but. Yeah, I was looking for a flight and it's like 16 hours. I'm like, how is it 16 hours within the very, very territories? Yeah, but it's because you have to go to Alberta first and there's like a layover and then from there you fly out. So with like with the layover, it's like 15 hours. I'm like, we're in the same country. How come I could be like going, like I could be in Australia in 16 hours if I wanted to, but yeah. Maybe Iceland's a better spot too. <laughs> I think so too. It's cheaper too. And cheaper, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who is your favorite cartoon character and why? Cartoon character? Yeah. Oh, you guys. Uh, does Lisa Simpson count? Oh my god, yeah, that's such a yeah. good one. I love her. Oh yeah, yeah. she's a very good character. Who I want to be when I grow up, and I know she's a she's, a she's a really good character. Yeah. He's like the OG feminist, like mm -hmm. moral compass of that family. Absolutely responsible. She would be if she grew up. Right? She, she would be. <laughs> And I love that she's such a passionate saxophone player. She is. I haven't seen that show in so long. I know. Like season 30 now or season 35. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. know. It's still entertaining. Still. It is. It's still relevant. It's still entertaining. I still love that show. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go right now and why? Um, I would go. It's <laughs> a ridiculous answer. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I would go to Indonesia. Okay. One of my friends has, because one of my friends went on a road scholarship there and started this like baby goddess, you know, Yoniverse class there. It's actually called Yoniverse. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I want to go and like masturbate in Indonesia. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and uh, yeah. That sounds amazing. I'll send you guys the link. Maybe. Yeah, send us the link. I want to like learn more about this. I, I will, love, I will like, thank you. Have a friend that's a Rhodes Scholar. You're yeah. friends with some high up peeps, some smarties. <laughs> and she didn't she, call yeah. you Priya PhD for nothing. That's so easy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Professors <laughs> are turning in their offices going, no, we didn't give you one yet. Yeah, no. All right. Okay. <laughs> what is the strangest thing you ever eaten? Eaten. Uh, strangest thing I've ever eaten. Oh, I thought it was really weird, but I went out for it and hunt for it. But I have had crocodile in Toronto. What? It's, no, it's really disturbing. <laughs> I, I didn't know this. Did you know you were down here? You no, know, I went to, I went, I, it was this like jazzy place in Davisville. I'll, I'll find it. I think I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to find it, but it's like a, like is a, that illegal? sorry, is that even legal? Like, are, is it legal to sell crocodile? I thought they were like extinct or I don't know. Wait, hang on. I've had crocodile twice. Um, I, yeah, I went to Florida and so it was alligator or crocodile. I have I have had both of them. I've had gator bites. Gators are really popular in like that Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. Um, really, for sure. And they probably just ship it here to Toronto. I had a po' boy sandwich. Interesting. Wait, yeah. where where did what place is like jazzy from? place? Where so jazzy as in like they play jazz there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a, I mean, I like jazzy places, so give me the place. I went so many years. I think I went in 2015 or 16. It was a long time ago. Okay. No, Did I won't wear? eat the crocodile because I'm a pescatarian, but then I would still love to go to like a jazzy place after COVID. Yeah, it was really nice live music. Davisville. Oh, oh that's I'll, like Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's near you, Lynn. Let's go get some alligator. <laughs> It did not taste good. I I don't recommend it. I would imagine it was like really texty, no? Or very chewy. Or honestly, it just tasted like fried fish. Because oh, fried fried seafood. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. What would you do with your 15 minutes of fame? Okay, 15 minutes of fame, 15 minutes of fame. 
I would, um, wait, what am I doing with fame? Uh, I don't know. It's your 15 minutes of fame. You can just waste it too if you want to. Yeah, you can waste it too if you want. 100 minutes of fame. (laughs) Only 15 minutes. I guess if it's only fame, you know, it depends on where the fame came from. But if it's (laughs) only fame, then I would use my voice for, for, I don't know, probably gender equality, like across the world, like actual real gender equality. Oh, the nice. kind. We're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. That's a good answer. I know, that's a very good answer. A, I don't think I'll be that noble. At all, but. I'm like, I don't think I'll be that noble. That's mm-hmm. such a good <laughs> guys. Are we allowed to rapid fire you back? You can, <laughs> but I don't know. I'll be that noble. I'll be like, you, I'll use 15 minutes fame from my interest. I don't know what I would do, but definitely from myself. Hmm. that's so interesting do you because that could that question could be interpreted so many ways like Priya said it's like if you literally have like 15 minutes where you're like on the spotlight and the world is looking at you or it's like I don't know yeah like you're on a I don't know that's so interesting yeah, yeah. okay do you still want to go I still have a few more questions okay okay so if you were stranded on a tropical island two things that you would take with you in a tropical island, I'm stranded. Two things I will take with me. It has to be things, cannot be people. No. Okay. Um, um, there's no iPhone chargers and iPhones there on this. No, there's no point of taking your phone because it's gonna die in like six hours, so. I'd definitely take a knife. Knife is key. Okay. And I would take like a antiseptic cream <laughs> oh my gosh she's so practical that's so practical <laughs> I, i'm not I'm sick because that's the number one thing that will happen like you're not be able to cut yourself off some fruit or you you would cut yourself on something and you would die of an infection okay i'm not i don't even think like that so <laughs> She's very practical. Tropical island. What I was thinking maybe like a sunblock so I don't get burned. I don't know, like stuff like that. <laughs> what? No, that's a really good one. SPF. Yeah, because you don't want to get burned. So, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking like, I don't know, life and yeah. Anyways. Okay. So beach vacation or city vacation? Oh, city vacation. I've done too many beach ones. Mm-hmm. What was the last film you saw? You watched? Uh, oh God, I watched this disgusting <laughs> about, I mean, it's not disgusting, sorry. Take it, it wasn't disgusting, okay? It was just not my type of movie. I didn't like it at all. It was Anderson Cooper covering his mom, Gloria, whatever her name is. Vanderbilt. Yeah, Gloria Vanderbilt. I'm like, this is too much white privilege for me. I gotta turn this off. Okay, I don't know. I, I did not like, it was on Crave. Okay. That's the last one I watched. It was recently. Don't recommend. <laughs> so I have a lot of thoughts about Anderson Cooper. I'm so like, I I'm so annoyed that he because him and Kathy Griffin, the comedian with the red hair, like were such good friends. And then remember she did that photo shoot where she had that picture of Trump, and he's like head cut off, and everybody like the whole world just like shat on her and like denounced her. And he because he's a journalist was like what she did was just. Dis- and like threw his friend under the bus and it's like dude you're an asshole I'm just like and now he's hosting Jeopardy I don't even want to watch Jeopardy like oh what I love Jeopardy why is he bringing his oh no because um, um oh my god what do you mean because Alex Trebek died so they have all these guests no, no, no. oh okay I, I didn't think they were gonna make any new ones so yeah they're and Aaron Rodgers hosted and he's like this Oh my God, he's so hot. He's this like football player. Oh, I gotta watch the other ones. I've only ever watched Alex Trebek. Well, those are like the classic. I do, I like the old ones. Okay, coffee or tea? Coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coffee. Good choice, me too. <laughs> okay, what is one thing you could never live without? Love. <laughs> love. I could never live without love. Uh, that's a very nice answer. <laughs> and water, I guess. But. Yeah. Um, okay. Those are all my questions. Thanks for playing this game with us. 
It wasn't so rapid. It was not rapid. But it was, we got some juicy tidbits. Sorry? We got some juicy tidbits. We do. Thank you so much for having me, guys. All right. So one final thing before we close our podcast, we usually say something good that happened this week or something not so good that happened this week that you want to share with us. Okay. Can you guys go first? <laughs> sure. Um, something that could happen with me this week. Well, I mean, it was a short week and it's been raining. So um, something that that happened, uh, I'm working on my business. So my business is growing, which I'm super happy about. Um, something not so good. Same thing. We're all in lockdown. I haven't seen my parents in a long time. And my dad is one of those people who's like, no, you're not coming because we're in lockdown. So I haven't seen them in a while, I, even though they live like seven minutes away from me. But um, still, so that's something like, you know, not so good. Okay, what about you? Um, for me, I think the sweet thing that happened or is still Thursday guys one more day left of the week is going to happen tomorrow is that I'm going to finish this thing that I've been writing and working on your thesis not my thesis ladies I would be jumping I would be jumping and my thesis is done but this is just like a review article that we're publishing and so I should be done by Sunday the latest still the same week and that's going to be done and in my boss's inbox. I'm very happy about that. Uh, and something salty that kind of happened this week. Um, I would say that like, I um, haven't been able to get out as much because I've been writing this thing. Like I'm happy that it's done, but like, because I've been writing this thing, I haven't been going on walks and like on doing my yoga mat stuff as much so so sweet and salty but the same thing is both sweet and salty yeah yeah Linz what about you um okay salt well it's like like two sides of the same coin so like um I'll start with sweet I got a puppy and he's so cute and I didn't get him um like this week or I got him a couple weeks ago but like we're I'm training him and he's the best so it's like that to me I'm still like in my honeymoon like that's very sweet um and then salty is (laughs) I was walking him and I'm staying at my parents and just for the time being and um so you know I'm getting all like the the neighbor I'm getting exposed to a lot of different neighbors and with the neighbors there's a lot of different characters and um I was walking Oreo on one of the neighbor's lawns and they had a flower bed and the grandma that lives in this house um so Oreo wasn't I just need to make this clear he wasn't on their flower bed like nowhere near he was on the lawn snipping and this grandma, let me just preface, like, whenever I stare, she's walking a golden retriever, her head is down, she's not looking at anybody, and she has just, like, a frown, she just looks miserable, so I'm on, the, and they have two dogs, a poodle, and, like, some, I think, like, a Labrador mix, or whatever, so I'm walking around, he's sniffing, because I think he smells the dog, so he loves that lawn, he always goes to it, and she's dry, she's driving, pulling into the driveway. She honks her horn, like beep. And she's with like her granddaughter. And of course I'm taken aback. My heart is pounding. Like, I'm just like, I know this woman is going to just, there's going to be like some sort of confrontation. And I'm just like, I'm so anxious right now. And so she goes after I'm like walking away. She's like, I paid a lot of money for the flowers on this flower bed. My dog doesn't even go on it. I would appreciate some common courtesy. And I was like, of course, of course. But what I wanted to say is actually my dog was nowhere near your flower bed. And her daughter had already told me very respectfully, like, if you don't mind just staying off the, I was like, yeah, of course we will mind it or what we won't, whatever. And, um, but I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cause she startled me and I knew she was going to like, anyways and I was and now I just I'm okay now but like yesterday I was so it just like put me in such a bad place emotionally because I haven't been spoken to like that in so long that I just felt so like what the 
fuck is wrong with you? And I, and now I'm like, I have all these revenge fantasies and what I wanted to be like, you know, say is like in my head, you know, and it's like too little, too late of just being like, you know, um, there's better ways to communicate. You're, you're old enough to know that, that you're, you shouldn't honk your horn at somebody in order to get your point across. But of course it's never, I'm not going to see her like ever again, probably, which is for the best, but yeah. So that was salty. That was my salty. I thought raccoon eats her flowers with that attitude or possum or yeah, I was gonna say something like that too. Just go at night and like you know, just pick her flowers out. She won't even know. I want yeah. to take his and he like he shit on the on the lawn. I mean, yeah, just, just on, oh sorry. No, I'm just gonna say they like, just ruin her flower bed. Who cares? Oh, I know. Go in the middle of night. But I'm like, no, that's so petty. It's not nice. But yeah, she was. Oh, she was salty with me. So yeah. Yeah, people get this way. Like, get over it. This is a material thing. And yes, you can just flowers. Check whether if you're so, yeah, at least check if someone actually did that. Right. Yeah. And like, he wasn't even, he was on the lawn. Like, he wasn't even, but maybe because I was standing close there. But like, I feel like she could have said the same thing nicely. You could have, like, same thing, be like, hey, listen, can you do mine? You're not being. I think she is just peeved because she just because she just like it was like a reactionary kind of thing and she wasn't thinking like I don't know like it was all and I think she had been like annoyed because she just has a, a, a very like her attitude is not cool like I, I see her walking and she always looks miserable and her head is just down so I'm like I don't know you're just like going you're but anyway, yeah. but yeah, what's going on with her? So, yeah, maybe she's got other things going on in her life, and so. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on this podcast. We usually do like thirty minutes or maximum forty minutes. This was like, I don't know, an hour and forty minutes. So, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and jumping on a call with us today. Yeah. I enjoy talking to you always. Uh, all right so it was lovely talking to you and um we'll catch up again soon yeah thank you so much Priya. i'm so happy that i finally made it on this <laughs> yay we'll have you on again for yeah, sure for sure good promise all right okay. all right guys take care and we'll see you guys next week see you next week bye, bye.